the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be with you. We've got a lot to cover today, and I'm glad you're here with me. Hey, listen, if you're going to listen to one segment of the show, this is the one you should listen to because it's going to set you up for what you need to know and what you need to do. So I hope you'll listen closely. Again, it's Ed Martin. It's the Pro-America Report. It's everything you need to know about what's happening in the country right now, and I want you to stay focused. Don't get distracted by COVID lockdowns. Don't get distracted by Georgia Senate races. Don't get distracted by conversations about who has picked out what office in the White House for the so-called Biden administration. None of that matters. What matters right now is five states where they stole the election at least it seems like they did. I'm not sure we have proof. Let me pause and tell you something about how things work. If you say you have proof of something, that means you have enough evidence, enough indication that you can say with some certainty that something happened. Okay, so if I write you a letter and it says, I'm going to walk across the street, you watch me walk across the street, you say, I have proof Ed went across the street. The letter plus what you witnessed. Each of the facts, each of the details are evidence. I have a letter. Ed said he's going to go across the street. I happen to be standing at the window. I saw him walk across the street. That's evidence. Do you have proof if you have one or the other? Maybe, but maybe not. Here's what we know right now in this country. There are five states, and really it's five cities, but it's five areas, five jurisdictions in five states. The states are Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. The specific places within each state are Maricopa County, Milwaukee, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Atlanta. Those five places in those five states have dramatically altered the election for President of the United States. About 70,000 votes total. One way you look at it is it sweeps, um, changes those three of those five states. But here's the thing you need to know. What you need to know today is I have information you don't have. I've had eyes on things you haven't seen. I've studied stuff that you couldn't look at. And I also have experience that not as many of you have. Maybe you some do. I was once a candidate for office. High level twice, actually. I was twice a high level candidate for office, Congress, U.S. Congress, as well as Attorney General of Missouri. Also ran the Republican Party in Missouri. I was on the Republican National Committee. But even more important for this conversation, I was the chairman of the Board of Elections of the St. Louis Board, St. Louis Board of Elections, chairman of the St. Louis Board of Elections in Missouri. As such, this is 0506, I learned that you have to have a good system for. Um, having an election. You have to train people. You have to know how to pick up the machine, pick up the ballots, pick up the this, pick up the that, notify people, all the things you have to do. You have to good, have a good work a good system. Within the system, you have to have some uh, machines that play a role. In the old days, and I'm using machine in a very simple way, like you did when you were a boy or a girl in school and they taught you what a machine was. You know, a wheel is a machine, a, a ramp is a machine, right? A machines are things that transfer... Uh, 
energy so you can do something. But if it was 30 years ago, the machine you'd use was a ballot. And the machine you would put the ballot in was a ballot box. And when you had to secure the machines, you had to make sure that there was nobody who was, say, taking 100 ballots out of their car and stuffing the ballot box, or more likely, taking the ballot box in their car on the drive back to the main counting station at the headquarters and going past their house or the precinct or an election office or something and loading the ballot box, right? 20 years ago, in much of America, the machine you had to worry about were specially printed ballots that had punch cards. Like the old days when you would vote for the all-star team in baseball, you'd punch out the, the little oval next to the name and it would pop out the little piece of paper, those little tiny dots. Well, for about for 20 years ago, especially around 2000, they were using punch cards. That's what a hanging chad was, an indented chad, all that stuff. And you had to secure the ballots specially made, the ballots after they were uh, utilized, and all the other things around it. The, the ballot reading machine, which was sophisticated, all that. Well, about 10, 15 years ago, around the time I was chairman, we switched over to computer-based machines, and now you had to secure a computer-based machine. In the old days, the way you would commit fraud was stuff the ballot box, steal the ballot box, disappear the ballot box, whatever the ballot box and the ballots. And 20 years ago, it was mess with the punch cards, mess with the machine that counted them. Same thing, maybe disappear or add some. In the last few years, since it's electronic, you could see the machines being vulnerable to the security threats, and you had to be careful to do that. What I've seen, which you haven't seen and couldn't see, what I've studied, which you haven't studied and couldn't study, is the system, the details of the software machines that Dominion used, and frankly, it's stunning. What you're going to find out in the coming weeks, our election was hacked. Our election, and again, I don't have proof yet, meaning I don't have all of the evidence I need to tell you that they actually stole the election. What I do have evidence of is that the election, this election, that the systems were insecure in ways that couldn't be known beforehand, cards, uh, at least not by uh, 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 the public, and have to be understood now, things like having the ability to change uh, votes, having the ability to change how the counters were weighting the votes, having the ability to turn on the counters and, and vote them a certain way, having control. And again, I don't have proof to tell you today that they changed the election, but I will say... In the five places I mentioned, five cities, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Detroit, and Maricopa County, we have disproportionate number of votes pour in for Joe Biden. Joe Biden outperformed Hillary Clinton, outperformed Obama. You know, he didn't outperform Obama in Boston. He didn't outperform Obama in L.A. Just in Philadelphia, Milwaukee, was Detroit, and Maricopa County, Atlanta. There's something going on here. And what you're going to find in the coming weeks is that the election, 2020 election, was corrupt. It truly was corrupt. And the corruption, the corruption is um, significant. The corruption is real. Let's say it that way. And the corruption is, I believe, dispositive, meaning you can't have an election. You cannot have an election if you have this kind of corruption. 
You just Atlanta, cannot function if you have this much corruption. You cannot County. count this as an appropriate election that was appropriately done. I don't, I don't think Biden. that that's possible. Joe and so Biden here's what's going to happen. Clinton, Luckily, and I said this in an Obama, interview today, and, and I got, you know, I got, I got crossways Obama with a professor from Howard University who didn't Obama like the fact that I didn't roll over and say she was right and that we should all concede. When I disagreed, she said I was somehow didn't rely on science and I wasn't a serious person or something. But here's the thing. Here's all I said. Happily... Is that we have a great system in America, really great. It's called corrupt. the Constitution, it and it's called the corrupt. rule of law. And, and when we have corruption, corruption, when we have problematic is, issues, um, when we have things that don't work right, is we go ahead and we change our system. Is, I believe, we go ahead and, I mean, excuse me, we go ahead and work our system, an not change our system. That's what I was going to say. They want to change the system. Let's go for concession. We work our you system. We use the law. We use the Constitution. And we have protections. We have a fail-safe. We have, if there's corruption, the ability to go back and to say, we are not going to allow corruption to steal an election or to distort an election or to give uncertainty to an election, and we're going to operate. That's what we have. That's the great thing about what we have, and that's why our country has been so strong. So hold on to your hats. Don't don't get too excited. Don't get too dismayed, but focus on what's coming in the future. And just trust me, you're going to be impressed. And again, what I mean by that word is you're going to see things and understand things about our system that are going to make you say, whoa, that's a problem. That shouldn't be happening like that. That's not what we should be doing. And as we go forward, we're going to get clarity on it, and the solutions will become clear. The solutions will work themselves out. So hang on for that. All right, it's Ed Martin. we got a lot of great guests today. We're going to check some things out. I'll be back at the end of the show for the window, what you need to do, and I will to talk to you uh, about a lot of these things. Also, uh, want to make sure you know to where to go to find out more information. So stay right here right now. Don't, forgo, go, don't forget, go to ProAmericaReport.com to sign up for the Daily Wink. The Daily Wink so is the daily email comes out at 5 a.m. Pacific don't, don't time. goes in your inbox, excited. so you're ready for uh, your day. With a quick break and be right back, it's Ed Martin here on the ProAmerica Report. Thanks for listening. Be right back. This is the ProAmerica Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our next guest is our old friend, Lord Conrad Black. And Conrad Black, of course, is an author, a historian. Uh, he's been the owner and uh, publisher of um, newspapers all over the world, a uh, businessman, and uh, more importantly, in this context, a close observer of uh, President Trump and has written a book on President Trump, which is worth reading, too. Welcome back, Lord Black. What do you think? I'll get to your column in American Greatness, which uh, is um, uh, about two days old, but I'll put it up on social media. But before we get to this, specifics uh, what's your feeling after this election what's your sense what's your sort of reaction well i'm not convinced that we know the result uh, you know i certainly defer to genuine experts in the subject now i'm not i, don't, I can't dissect the polls in the different states that are very close but uh you know from what i saw of, of the whole process of sending a unsolicited balance to the whole voters list. Welcome back. Ed Martin the, here on the Pro-America the Report. Delays Our next guest is the old friend, Lord Conrad 
was an invitation to considerable liberties with the spirit of Conrad Black, uh, a historian and author, and his piece, which I'll put up there, is called No One Knows Who Won the Election. I, I think you're right about that, but I want to ask you, I mean, I think basically in much of these states it's a tie or, or we don't know. But I want to ask you about this, because you know the media, you know communication. This effort to full 
Iran press to tell the American people concession and, uh, and is now the, the holy uh, the act that Republic, uh, that uh, Trump must do, but also you and me. You, you and I must concede, too, and if we're not, we're bad people. I guess I want to ask you two things. One is, the media has very little credibility at this point, but they're ramp, they're rabid to make this happen, to get move on. And, you know, I, I have two thoughts about it. One is, they just like manipulating the American people. They're hooked on it. And also, they worry that there might be something really wrong here, and they better get this done. It would be better to have you know, cave in and then keep talking. What's your thoughts? Uh, not only that, uh, but of course, we're talking with Lord Conrad Black, uh, historian and author in his piece, which I'll put up there. It's called No One Knows Who Won the Election. I, I think you're right about that, but I want to ask you, I mean, I think basically in much of these states it's a tie or, or we don't know. But I want to ask you about this, because you know the media, you know communication. This effort to full-on press to tell the American people concession is now the, the holy act that Republic, uh, that you know, uh, Trump uh, must do, but also you and me. You, you and I must concede, too, and if we're not, we're bad people. I guess I want to ask you two things. One is, the media has very little credibility at this point, but they're, ramp, they're rabid to make this happen, to get move on. And, you know, I, I have two thoughts about it. One is, they just like manipulating the American people. They're hooked on it. And also, they worry that there might be something really wrong here, and they better get this done. It would be better to have, you know, cave in and then keep talking. What's your thoughts? about that. All right. Unfortunately, I'm out of time. We've got to have you back next week. Lord Conrad Black, read his stuff, American Greatness in Other Places, and read his books. Thank you, sir. We'll talk again soon. All right. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Be back in a moment. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. You all know, my listeners know, uh, Daniel, our next guest is Daniel Allott, who is an author. I love books. I love to get books and read books. I devour them. And the great thing is I get to read books, and if I don't like them, I don't have to announce it on the air. I just don't invite the person on to interview. And so this is another book from the Republic Book Publishers. Unfortunately, I'm out of time. We've got to have you back next week. Lord Conrad Black, read his stuff, American Greatness in Other Places, and read his books. Thank you, sir. We'll talk again soon. They have some great books out. So Daniel Allott's book is called On the Road in Trump's America. And Daniel, I have to tell you, I love Selena Zito. She did the book The Great Revolt, which is sort of a journalistic slash political entry into this kind of field. But I thought this book that you wrote was needed 
for a while, and I, I'm kind of I'm, I'm surprised it took the publisher so long to get here because it's exactly what we needed. Somebody Welcome go in back. here. Ed Martin here on the board. What's going on? So first of all, report. Daniel, you all know, how did you my listeners get to write Daniel, uh, Daniel Allott? Is the name of Daniel Allott, on the road in Trump's America, a journey to the heart. I love to get books. A divided nation came out about six or eight weeks ago. And the great thing is, I get to read books. And if I don't like them, I don't have to announce it on the air. I just don't invite the person on the interview. And so this is another book from the Republic Book Publishers. Which I was actually at an, uh, an event with Al Regner earlier today. He's one of the founders of this, uh, of this, of this publisher, and uh, they have some great books out. So Daniel Allott's book is called On the Road in Trump's America. And Daniel, I have to tell you, I love Selena Zito. She did the book The Great Revolt, which is sort of a journalistic slash political entry into this kind of field. But I, I thought this book that you wrote was needed for a while, and I, I'm kind of I'm, I'm surprised it took. Then, then the publisher so long to get here because it's exactly it's a what lot of needed. time. Somebody Daniel, go in you got, and you got a wife and kids. What's going on? So first of all, other and kids Daniel, how did no. you get to write? Daniel Allott is the name. His book is called okay, On the Road to Trump's America. Okay, good. That explains it. Uh, but I got to tell you, I wish you had a camera crew. Next time, take your buddy who's a amateur camera and and shoot some video. Did you get much video? You probably did some, right? The Washington Examiner, my former employer, I have a twin brother and a filmmaker. And I really wanted to do full time the first year with the my position at the examiner and just sort of did something on my own. And basically for a year and a half, a better idea of freelance going on in the country after the 2016 election need more of. And I remember after three years on the road in nine counties, which promised nine different to do better reporting from middle America and get a better idea and got to know the people really, really deeply. And then they kind of dropped the ball. And it didn't happen. And I got to a little deeper of understanding about some of these players and all the pundits getting this election wrong for the most part. It's a job. lot of time, they Daniel. You got you got a wife and kids, or you got a significant other and kids, or anything, or no? The entire country spending the resources necessary. Okay, to do that. that helps. There you go. Okay, good. That explains well, it. And I'll, uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, tell you quick, I wish you had a camera story. Crew. You and, uh, take, and, next um, time, take your buddy and, uh, who's a uh, uh, so amateur camera and right after the election, I went to Hollywood. Talked my way into meeting with a big agency partner who he was a former Marine and a conservative guy, and I said something like, you know, one of these, you know, one of these channels should pay to have a have it like a, um, a, a reality show where two people, I said, like a guy and a girl, go into these places. In fact, I jumped, I, I had it laid out. I, I got a motorcycle, right, and go and a sidecar and have, you know, a woman and a man and go in and, and shoot it. And, 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 and he finished. He's like, that's a great idea. I love it. He's like, here's the thing. I'm a salesman. I sell products. You have a great product. Nobody wants to buy it. That's what he told me. He said, in Hollywood, you know, in all the, and I said, no, no, but they just proved that half the country liked Trump. He won the election. He's like, yeah, I'm just telling you. I don't see where they buy it. So to your point, all right. Now I, I don't want to tell, talk about me, even though that's what every radio host does. But so Daniel, well, and I'll, I'll, now, I'll tell you a quick, uh, the election, uh, a quick the, story. The election is and, passed. Uh, it's not um, over. But in the book, uh, I noticed so at I, I should least be once. And I started right the election. I went to Hollywood. You had I talked my way into a meeting with, with a big someone uh, agency um, how'd you partner who he was a pandemic, and they were unconservative guy. And I said something like, you know, one of these, you know, these channels should pay to have a, have it like a reality show where they used to say two people. Like Fifth a guy Avenue, and a girl would care. Go into but these places. I, I wonder in fact, now I, I had it laid out. I got a election. Right? So and go many candidates down below him. You know, a woman and a man. And go in and, because and shoot of the Republican and, and, and nation. He America finished. first. He's like, that's a great idea. I love it. He's like, here's the thing. Price. I'm a salesman. I sell products. You have a great product. Nobody wants to buy it. That's what he told me. He said, in Hollywood, and I said, no, no, but they just proved that half the country liked Trump. He won the election. He's like, yeah, I'm just telling you. I don't see where they buy it. So to your point. All right, now, I don't want to talk about me. 
that's what every radio host does. But so Daniel Allen, now the elections, the election is passed. It's not over. But in the book, I noticed at least once, and I'm sorry to make a note, you had gotten back in touch with someone asking how do you think Trump did on the pandemic, and they were unhappy. And I want to ask you broadly, you know, a year or two, a year ago, I don't think you could have. Well, Trump used to say it, or they used to say about shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and nobody would care. But I wonder now that we see the elections. So many candidates down below him, they won because of the Republican vision, America First, and all the things. And he paid a price. Do you think it was the coronavirus that was the that was part of that? I'm going to go with Biden. Part of it among you know, the very few people who changed their minds about Trump over the three, four years that I that We're talking with Daniel Allott, and his book is On the Road in Trump's um, America, A Journey to the Heart of a Divided Nation. So out anywhere you buy books and get the book. I'm, I'm not asking you about, uh, as much about the book, but I'm, I'm interested in, in your perspective because of what you saw, because now you're out there for years, and you're listening to Trump voters. And Daniel, one of the things that's clear is the Republican Party is shifted, right? It has moved, whether for good or not, is a different question. Um, and out there in America, their, Trump's uh, America, people are really happy about that. Right? I mean, there's a sense of joy amongst Trump supporters that's Obama different than it's been Trump. in a long time. And every every time uh, I contacted him over three years, he swung back and forth. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to vote for him. I like some of what he does. And then at the end, he said, look, I think he was lying on the pandemic. Now we see telling the truth about coming to go with Biden. I think, you know, maybe if that's what there are a few of those things to his supporters. We're talking with Daniel Allott, and his book is On the Road in Trump's America, A Journey into the Heart of a Divided Nation. Out anywhere you buy books and get the book. I'm not asking you as much about the book, but I'm interested in your perspective because of what you saw. Because now you're out there for years, and you're listening to Trump voters. And Daniel, the... One of the things that's clear is the Republican Party is shifted, right? It, it has moved, whether for good or not is a different question. Um, and out there in America, Trump's America, people are really happy about that, right? I mean, there's a sense of joy amongst Trump supporters that's different than it's been in a long time. He stands up and fights He's somebody that is a fighter, and he has convinced millions of Americans that he's fighting for them. Even now, we see with all the for him about counting and, and allegations of fraud. That's what we're talking with Daniel Allen uh, out Daniel Allen uh, on the road in Trump's America, turning to the heart of the divided nation. And, and uh, a lot of the book is new book America is out. Um, Daniel, what happens if Trump for, loses? Uh, I think it's a far away. Uh, it's, it's not over. But how do these people that believe in him so much? I mean, obviously they're not burning down cities. That's a different set of subset of Americans. But what do you think happens for most of his supporters? Well, I think any issues when it comes to his personality or you know, character flaws, you think, okay, in comparison well, look, to, to his willingness to, to listen to them, to stand up for their values, and to fight these institutions who a lot of people feel like have looked down upon them and mocked them in Hollywood, the media. He stands up and fights back. Most Romney McCain, they never did tweet like, oh, so he's actually fighting back. And people really went and what I found sort of anger at that and appreciation for him for his ones to do that. They say, we're talking with Daniel Allett, Daniel Allett on the road in Trump's America, 
Returning to the Heart of a Divided Nation. Uh, the book, his new book is out. Um, Daniel, what happens if Trump loses? I think it's a far way. It's, it's not over. But how do these people that believed in him so much? I mean, obviously, they're not burning down cities. That's a different set of subset of Americans. But what do you think happens? I think for the Republican Party, I talked to some conservatives who think, okay, well, look, if we could just, obviously, the Trump platform, America first. Well, you know, Trump did an interview right after the 2016 election, and he was asked about something, and he came around to this, and he said, I used Drain the Swamp in one of my rallies in October of 2016, he said, and I couldn't even believe the response. And he said, and then I used it the next night, and, you know, he loves using words and phrases, and he said the response was unbelievable, and he was marveling at it. You know, I think that there's a lot of that. Drain the Swamp, if you're an incumbent of any party, people just don't trust you at all. I mean, they just, and so I think that's one of the realities of the parties. On the other hand, a lot more Republicans did better down ballot than I expected, but Daniel, I want the book again, On the Road in Trump's America. What was the most surprising thing when you went out there and talked to Trump voters? When you finish this, you go, man, that one thing or aspect of this that really I didn't expect to see, is there something that jumps out at you? I think they're going to be freelancing and free agents in the media post-Trump. They have their work cut out when I went out and I'm coming from Washington, D.C. Well, you know, Trump did an interview right after the 2016 election and he was asked about something and he came around to this and he said, I used Drain the Swamp in one of my rallies in October of 2016, he said, and I couldn't believe the response. And he said, and then I used it the next night and, you know, he loves using words and phrases and he said the response was unbelievable and he was marveling at it. You know, I think that there's a lot of that. Drain the Swamp, if you're an incumbent of any party, people just don't trust you at all. I mean, they just, and so I think, and I think that's one of the realities of, of the parties. On the other hand, a lot more Republicans did better down ballot than I than I expected. But Daniel Al at the book, again, uh, On the Road in Trump's America. What was the most surprising thing when you went out there and talked to Trump voters? What You know, you come when you finish this, you go, man, that one thing or that aspect of this that really I didn't expect to see, is there something that jumps out at you? The, the, the level of distrust in the media. You know, I knew it was real. Distrust was um, but, you know, when I went out, huh. I'm coming from Washington, D.C., and just people well, initial... And, and one last question, uh, Daniel, I can't resist. Uh, on the really road in Trump's America is the book really the out in public uh, three years press. I'll put it up on social media. You know, with okay, but you're a journalist, and I'm an author, and you're... Cases what comes next, back They keep watching CNN and don't believe it. They keep watching Fox and don't believe it. And I appreciated that. Yeah, people next coming? I mean, in terms of media? And his supporters... And, and the media, I feel like over time it was sort of a, a boy be, who cried wolf you know, dynamic where you know, everything that Trump does is terrible and horrible and impeachable. Then yeah. when he does <laughs> something that may rise to that level, to nobody will know because the media has lost so much credibility with the public <laughs> they don't believe it because yeah. they've cried wolf too many times. And that's where we're at right now. There's so much distrust. Not that the people don't watch CNN and follow the New York Times. They just don't believe it. And just a level of Distrust was really something that, that uh, probably struck me. Well, and one last question, Daniel Allott, I can't resist. Uh, on the road in Trump's America is the book uh, out Republic uh, Press. I'll put it up on social media. Okay, but you're a journalist, and now you're an author, and you're. What comes next then? They keep watching CNN and don't believe it. They keep watching Fox and don't believe it. I mean, is there a next alternative coming? I mean, in terms of media? Well, I think the media needs to, to rebuild that trust, and it's going to take a long time. Well. It's not going to be 
you know, yeah. just a couple right. of years well, Daniel, or a new very administration. Interesting, man. Good book. This and, is, uh, and I think part I of it, it and, and in my industry, and, 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 you know, being in newsrooms, be we need to have more ideological diversity and geographic diversity in some of these outlets. Right now, most of them are, you know, the main quote-unquote mainstream media to be very left-wing. Thanks for being with us, How many Trump voters are among the editors and reporters of the Times? Probably very few. How many people who grew up on farms who grew up in the Midwest? Probably very few. They, you know, a lot of these outlets do a very good job of trying to be more diverse in terms of race, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective. But how more ideological diversity and geographic diversity? Because then. You know, now, reporters can talk to each other. They can get a better idea of what's Americans going on across the country. And if you're an outlet that claims Thursday, to speak November, for the entire country, the to be the paper of record, then you need to represent the values the of the entire country as well. Yeah. All right. Well, Daniel, it's very interesting and a good book. And uh, I appreciate it. And I hope you get out there uh, and can and somebody will be smart enough to seventy some million people would watch to hear and see what's going on anyway and read more about it. So. Well, on the road FDR in Trump's America, a journey to the heart of divided nation. Uh, Daniel Allot, thanks for being with us, sir. Decided to move thanks for having me. Unlike All right, today, we'll take a break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Americans will celebrate Thanksgiving one week from tomorrow on the fourth Thursday in November. The first Thanksgiving actually took place in October. But Abraham Lincoln set the precedent of celebrating on the last Thursday of November. Every president thereafter abided by the Lincoln Rule until Franklin Delano Roosevelt came along. In 1939, FDR's New Deal petered out after six years of abysmal failure. Rather than give up on his radical leftist ideas, FDR concocted the most harebrained money-making scheme in American history. He decided to move Thanksgiving. Unlike today, retailers in the 1930s respected the spirit of thankfulness enough to not promote Christmas retail shopping until no Thanksgiving was over. In sales as Roosevelt thought that by moving Thanksgiving to the second to last Thursday in November, he, he could boost end-of-the-year retail sales and bail himself out of his failed New Deal fiasco. Understandably, the American people were outraged. Polls showed that the majority of Americans wanted to keep Thanksgiving at the date observed by Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. Who was Franklin Roosevelt to go around changing things arbitrarily, they seem to think. As the drama intensified, the matter went to the where each governor Thursday, got to choose how the holiday would be observed the in their jurisdiction. In the end, 22 states observed Roosevelt's so-called Democrat Thanksgiving, while 23 states observed the traditional or Republican one. Leave it to the Democrats to make Thanksgiving partisan. It's no wonder people mockingly started calling it Franksgiving. In the end, Franksgiving was a colossal failure, just like the New Deal before it. There was no noticeable increase in sales as a result of Roosevelt's controversial decision. In 1941, he signed an act of Congress establishing the current observance of the fourth Thursday in November, which cannot be arbitrarily changed by any president. Let Thanksgiving be a lesson to all of us. 
Leftists will do anything to avoid admitting that capitalism really is the best way for American businesses to prosper. Whether it's the New Deal, the Green New Deal, or Frank's Giving, no gimmick is too low. But don't fall for it. Next Thursday, let's be thankful that we can enjoy the blessing of capitalism. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For the U.S. economy to flourish, free enterprise needs to be rewarded. Competition and capitalism need to be encouraged. At PhyllisSchlafly.com, you'll find alerts and strategies for strengthening our economy and standing against socialism. That's PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Up to speed on everything that's going on. Okay, that's the one they tried to block me. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. A great show today. Very important. Let me finish up with a little bit more of what you need to do, uh, what you need to do today, and make sure that you are aware of where to go to find out more, okay? Uh, a lot of folks have been following me on Twitter and on Facebook, but let me tell you, on Parlor, I am at, at Ed Martin. There's no eagle in there. At Ed Martin. So Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin. Parlor, at Ed Martin. You can go there. But listen, the most important place to go right now is go to ProAmericaReport.com. And please sign up for that email there, because when you're signed up for that email there, then I can send you my daily email, and then you can stay up to speed on everything that's going on, okay? That's the one. They tried to block me. They tried to shut me down. They, they changed MailChimp, changed the service rules or some nonsense to try to make it impossible for me to communicate. It work. We'll get there, so don't worry about it. But here's what I want you to know. A place to go right now to find out what is at stake is Stop the Steal. Dot US. Stop the steel dot US. Go to stop the steel dot US and check in there and see what's happening in your state. And we are going to have lots is happening. A lot of it is happening that's right around you. It doesn't only mean you have to focus on the big five. You should, but the big five is only one part of it. The big five, of course, being Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. The big five. Get focused on the big five. And but. For now, go to StopTheSteel.us and find out what's going on. You heard Selena Zito earlier in the program. Um, maybe it all comes down to Pennsylvania again. It might all come down to Pennsylvania again, but we'll see. We'll see some big news coming out of Georgia in the next couple of days, and we'll see what they say. Um, but um, mostly what I want to tell you is just get focused on caring. Don't get tired. Don't let the holidays take you away from caring about what's going on because it is going to be a uh, big moment. It's going to be a big test, and we are going to have to get focused on uh, on what's going on. Okay, so that's a big one. StopTheSteel.us. To find out more information, I do recommend you go to Twitter. Twitter is really the best place, and inside Twitter, I would keep an eye on a few of the guys that seem to have the best breaks at Posobic. Uh, Jack Posobic is on Twitter. His uh, his Twitter handle is actually at Jack Posobic. Sorry, I misspoke. At Jack Posobic. You can sort of track. He's a One America News reporter. He will. He has the best stuff up to speed. Um, and also, I would say that you should uh, keep an eye on some of the guys that are over um, at uh, Breitbart. Joel Pollack. Although Joel writes a lot. Also, just Breitbart.com. You'll sort of get mixed in. Uh, with some of the key folks uh, over there that are... Um 
writing Matt Boyle, Amanda House. I think she got married. She might have a different name now. Some of these key folks. But Breitbart.com is important. And the number one place to go, in my opinion, for, for real meaty analysis is the Epic Times. The Epic Times, which the, the, the website is actually theepictimes.com, theepictimes.com. And so it's all one word, and it's, um, it is the, um, if you don't know how to spell epic, it's E-P-O-C-H, theepictimes.com. Go in there and keep an eye there on real analysis. It's serious business. It's serious focus. It's what you need to be looking at. And, you know, there is a premium for service, although there is a, um, a basic service that's available too. Uh, but the premium service is avail- it's worth it. It's, it's very, very inexpensive, very affordable. It's definitely worth it. Um, so you should, um, you should uh, check that out and get uh, clued in there so that you can, uh, so that you can be uh, looped in because that's the best. That is the, um, that really is the best site that I know in terms of the breadth. Uh, they got, they've got all five states um, uh, uh, laid out, six states actually laid out, and so you can kind of get a, a full lay of what's happening out there. They have reporters in all these places, and they're really stepping up into the breach, so I recommend you do that, um, uh, theepictimes.com. That's the place to go. Okay. Also, don't forget, proamericareport.com. Sign up there. And the theanswersandiego.com. I do want to encourage you, my colleagues... Um, Gorka is on a roll, very strong. Larry Elder is on a roll, very strong. Andrea Kay, of course, the great Andrea Kay show. Charlie Kirk's show is very strong. You should be checking that out to see what he is saying. That makes a big difference uh, to listen to him and check out what Charlie's saying. He, he is a, um, he is, uh, a workaholic. He lives for um, the action and the politics. He doesn't have much of a life otherwise. I mean, it's something of a compliment. He just is so committed to what he's doing. So if you, um, if you get a chance, uh, you should make sure to see what he's up to and, uh, and clue in on his show, which is new on The Answer San Diego, as well as uh, all across the, um, the, uh, um, the Salem Radio Network, uh, all of the, many of the stations and available on their website. So check all that out. Okay, thank you, as always, to our great uh, technical director, Noah. I should say a word. I've been meaning, I have a note here to say thank you to him. You, you may hear this show live and running together, but we almost never do the whole thing live. We record segments. We come back around. Sometimes I record segments by myself when I'm off on the road. And Noah is a master at putting it all together. He does it with almost always with a smile on his face. Every now and then he gets mad at me. Not mad, but annoyed because I make him crazy. But he does a spectacular job. And he's a credit to his profession as well as to being just a great guy. So thank you, Noah, for all you do. He's much more than a technical director. He's a producer. I don't know. He's a, he's a manager. He's really a creator. And he does a super job so thank you to him for all that and for the answer san diego for doing such a great job of uh, uh, letting noah do his thing and having it all work together so thank you all for listening thank you for uh, being part of this and don't forget stay tuned in the answer for all our stuff at our station and in, in the um, salem family and also proamericareport.com to get my stuff ed martin here in the pro america report we'll talk again soon thank you for listening talk later